Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 4th of September 2017. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, we hear from three of the Arsenal women's team members who've all signed new contract extensions. We explore the letter W in the A to Z of Arsenal. Zeba Adrian Clark is back to answer your questions at the chalkboard and build up to Bournemouth this weekend. We kick off though by going around the club with Max Jones. It's time to go around the club with Max Jones. So Max Jones of Arsenal.com joins us to go around the club. But how's it going, pal? Yeah, all good. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, all good. Little while since we've been around the club with you, actually. So a fair bit to catch up upon. And we'll start with the women's team and uh, news of a return to the club for Josie Henning. Yeah, it's a funny one, actually, with Josie, because um, you get the sense that she never really wanted to leave the club in the first place. I mean, she was here for, I believe it was a year and a half before... um, and the reason that she left or the reason that she gave us in an interview was that she wanted to go away and win the Champions League. Um, so she went away, she joined Leon, she won the Champions League and now she's back again. So I guess she's uh, she's kind of fulfilled that promise. So um, yeah, she's coming back in. She's a, a no-nonsense centre-back. Um, she helped us win the FA Cup at Wembley in 2016, obviously. And uh, she, she looks like she's going to be a great signing. Fantastic. Well, let's hear a bit about Josie returning back home. It feels good. Uh it doesn't feel like uh, everything is new or, yeah, although some things are different. Um, and I think a little bit more professional. Um, it was professional, but uh, still progressing. That's impressive. And I'm happy to, to be part of it. I think it's like the facilities, like everything here. Um, it's progressing, improving. And... Uh, that means for the strength of this team that it's also improving. But it's easy to say that at the beginning. So it's we have everything. They made sure we have everything from the quality, um, everything we need to make to form a good team out of it. And now it's on us to to prove them right. JC Henning back with Arsenal via Lyon with that nice little bit of silverware in the locker to boot as well. Now the Gunners have also signed Swedish international uh, Jessica Samuelsson, haven't they as well? Yeah, Jessica Samuelson is uh, is another interesting signing because she actually played in the Olympic final when Josephine Henning won the Olympic gold. So uh, it was it was one of those two that were going to win it. She was playing for Sweden, and unfortunately on the day uh, Sweden couldn't do it. But 
in terms of quality, she's she's an attacking fullback, and you'd expect her to bomb forward. And as she can play on the left and on the right, she's going to be giving competition to Alex Scott and Emma Mitchell as well, which is going to be massively useful for us because we've had to play Dominique Janssen in those four-back roles before. So um, that frees her up a bit and also gives us a uh, an experienced defender who's, who's capable of, of providing width on the flanks. And also contract extensions for Danielle Carter and Louise Quinn. We'll hear from them a bit later in the show, but good news there as well. Yeah, it's fantastic news. I mean, to start with Danielle, um, there were talks of other women's Super League clubs uh, sniffing around, but... It's, it's good to see her extending her eight-year spell now in, in North London. Um, you know, she came through our academy after joining from Leighton Orient back in 2009, I believe. So she's been educated the Arsenal way and she's played with great players such as uh, Kelly Smith, Emma Byrne, Rachel Yankee, to name a few. So you know, she's going to be carrying on those values and that's going to be massively important for uh, the newer players coming into the squad to learn from her. Um, and then the other new contract is, uh, is Louise Quinn, who's renewed hers. I mean, she was only on a, a short, short-term deal the first time round after uh, joining us from Notts County when they folded in April. Um, but she looked really, really impressive in the spring series. She's a, a tall centre-back, but she scored quite a few goals as well. And she's, she looks like she could be quite a good weapon from uh, from set pieces. So, yeah, two, two very, good, uh, very good bits of news there. Excellent work. Let's move on to uh, the male side of things now and to the academy. Um, quite a few academy players moving on toward the end of the transfer window in and around deadline day. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be transfer deadline day without a ton of players going out. Um, just to, obviously, a, a, a few of them left at the start of the summer. We're looking at Caelan Hines going to Andres Yonkers Wolfsburg, uh, Glenn Kamara to Dundee, Dan Crowley to uh, Willem in, in Holland. Um, another player who's moved to Holland recently is uh, Danielle Marlin. Obviously, he signed from us uh, back in 2015 from Ajax. And he, he did actually look quite impressive. He um, scored 27 times in 67 appearances for our academy sides. Um, he also came on tour with us this summer. But unfortunately for him and uh, a couple of others, he, he didn't really uh, take his chance. He wasn't able to, to impress with the, um, with the minutes that he had. So... He's now got a great opportunity going to PSV. Um, and another player who's, who's had a, a really good chance is, is John Terrell, who's gone to Hull City permanently. Um, this is another one where you kind of felt the decision was coming for some time. He'd been loaned out a fair bit recently. And although he is a good player, he's just not been able to make the step up into our first team. Um, but it's, it's a logical step for him to go back to the championship. He impressed for Birmingham there a couple of seasons ago. I believe he won their, their goal of the season when he was there and also their player of the, or fans player of the season. So, um, yeah, I think championship is the level for him to play at and, and with Hull City, you get the sense the way that they started the season that they could be contending to go back into the Premier League. So it'd be interesting for him and, and hopefully it all works out okay. Um, just a final permanent move that I'd like to mention is uh, Ismail Benassa going to uh, Serie B side Empoli. Um Personally, I'm a bit gutted about this because every time I saw him play, he looked really good. He looked a, a real dynamic presence in that midfield. And unfortunately, like a few others, he's he lost a bit of patience, I think, with, with waiting for his first team chance. So um, he's he's gone after just two years with us. Um, and in that two years, he, he was capped for, in, uh, for Algeria internationally. And uh, 
was also on loan at a tour last season where the likes of Olivier Giroud and Laurent Koscielny plied their trade. But yeah, here it, it, it didn't really work out for them. Good luck to them. Let's finish, though, if we can, with a word, please, Max, on Reese Nelson. You and I, obviously, for Arsenal.com, commentate on a lot of the Premier League two games together. Brilliant in that epic victory against Manchester City. Uh, and Reese nominated for Premier League two Player of the Month, which is great news. And boy, is he part of an exciting young partnership up front as well, isn't he? Yeah, he really is, alongside Eddie and Ketia. But, I mean, both of them have started the season in great form. And Ketia for England's under-19s the other day, actually scored a hat-trick against Poland. So he's taken his goal-scoring form uh, internationally as well. But just on Reese, I mean, he's he's only 17, but he started the season so well. I mean, he scored five goals in just three Premier League two games this season. Um, but I, I think the most impressive thing about him is that his goals have come at important times in games, and he's really taken games by the scruff of their neck. For example, um, their first game of the season against Derby, the under-23s are trailing by two goals to nil at half-time, but he scored twice inside two uh, inside four second-half minutes to uh, to pull us level um, before Nketiah went and, went and got the winner late on. And, of course, in that, that game that you mentioned there, Russ, against Manchester City, uh, he, brought, he was the one who broke the deadlock and then obviously he was the one who restored the two-goal advantage which would help us out at, at the end of a, um, a nervy finish. So, um, yeah, he's really growing in maturity and influence and I'm very excited actually to see how many opportunities he gets at, at um, first team level this season, especially with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain leaving for Liverpool. You do wonder if there's maybe a position in the, uh, in the League Cup or the Europa League where he could possibly come in at right wing back or maybe attacking midfield depending on what sort of formation uh, Arsene Wenger's going to play but yeah he's, he's exciting he's one for the future and hopefully could even be one for the present as well Max Jones of Arsenal.com going around the club with us uh, any parting thoughts? Yeah actually <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned uh, just want to crowbar in a, a message for Alex Scott because she retired from international football this week uh, she played for England for 13 years, won 140 caps, scored 12 times and also won the Cyprus Cup three times. This is a player who's done it all at the international scale. She's, uh, she's played in three World Cups and four European Championships as well. And she says that she wants to stop playing for England just to, uh, to kind of prolong her, her club career and see a bit more of her family. And she, she certainly deserved the break. So congratulations on a great career Alex and uh, we'll be, look forward to seeing you in action for Arsenal this season Max Jones look forward to working with you again very soon cheers Ross So as Max mentioned, two of Arsenal's women's team have recently committed their futures to the club, Danielle Carter and Louise Quinn here they are speaking to Connor Armstrong about those contract extensions Danielle, congratulations. How does it feel to have committed your future to Arsenal? Yeah, obviously I've been here eight years already. Um, so staying on these extra years will take me past a 10-year ten, ten mark, um, which is still quite remarkable to think about like growing up and wanting to play for Arsenal but not knowing how long I would actually stay for. I think every year has been eventful. Um, obviously when I first came, we was the dominant force in women's football. Um, I've seen a lot of transitions within the setup of Arsenal and... Um, it's been nice to be a part of it and now hopefully I want to help push us back into Champions League football. There was a lot, I had a lot to think about over summer. Um, it was very much undecided up until I actually did sign. Um, but ultimately I want to get Arsenal back to winning ways and I really want to get us back 
into Champions League and really pushed her to win that. And looking around the dressing room, a lot of the faces have obviously changed during your time here over the years. Even though you're only 24, do you now feel like a senior member of the squad? Um, yeah, for the past couple of years, actually, I've kind of felt like a senior member. I'm the second longest serving after Alex, um, our captain. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit different having that responsibility, but it's one that I'm, I'm thriving on and I'm excited to, to carry on doing. There's a few original girls left, Vix girls, I call them, Vix angels. Um, so it's nice to, to fly the flag for Vic still and um, just to show the new girls the, the ropes at Arsenal and, and for them not to forget what Vic's actually done for us. So it's, it's to educate them as well. And finally, you've been a fan favourite since your arrival. Do you have a message for all the people who've supported you along the way? Um, just massive thank you and um, I hope you continue to support me and the girls and I hope we can bring some more silverware for you. Congratulations, Louise. How much does it mean to you to have signed this new contract with us? Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be back now. Um, you know, after getting a, a bit of a stint just before in the, in the spring series, I really got a taste for it and, you know, was just kind of itching to get back and, you know, thankfully got another contract offer and just want to, you know, get started with the season now. And it was well publicised that you arrived here in slightly difficult circumstances with the, the sudden folding of Notts County. How difficult a time was that for you? Um, yeah, it was very tough. You know, I thought at that stage I was, you know, getting going with, you know, with another team and, and had goals there. But um, yeah, like unfortunately that situation happened. But luckily then Arsenal, it just it happened, it happened at the right time. And, you know, I was able to come into the squad and just kind of fit in straight away and, um, you know, just get, get stuck into the trainings. And yeah, and then, you know, got, got a bit of game time as well, which was which was great. You know, I think coming in at short notice as well, it was... You know, it was a bit unpredictable, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but you know, in the end I think it all worked out for the best. And now that you have committed your future to Arsenal, what are your hopes and targets for the coming season? Yeah, I think the hopes you know, for the team is just win games, win trophies, perform well. Um, you know, and then personally as well for me, it's just to make sure that, you know, to try, first of all, get into that starting eleven, put in good performances, be a team player and... Yeah, just go on to, to win and, you know, hopefully kind of, you know, lead the team and be a voice there as well. So just want to really push on and, and get started. And, you know, I think we have massive potential for the, you know, to do that for the coming season. The A. A to Z. Oh, Charlie George, you can hit him. Oh, look, we go. Perez. Perez towards Henry. This week on the A to Z of Arsenal, we explore the letter W, W for Ian Wright. In the end, you know, I ended up winning everything that the, the, the domestic game had to offer. So I think I justified myself coming here. And to break the record as well was a very special thing for me. Wright, he scored 185 times in just 288 games for the Arsenal, including these memorable strikes. Arsenal with a direct route again. Wright, still Wright. Simply superb. The superlatives come out again for Ian Wright. Bergkamp. On oh, Wright, what a way to get it. He couldn't miss. And all the tension, all the fretting over the past few months as we've all counted no one more than Ian Wright himself. He is now Arsenal's all-time greatest goalscorer. 
179 goals for the club. Six years of scintillating service here. Smith, that's a delightful cut through. And it's Ian Wright bearing down on Chris Woods and he scored! Well, he did it in the first game. And Arsenal couldn't hang on. Can they do it tonight? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Great play by Smith. And right, his 30th goal of this wonderful season for him. That final goal came against another W, Sheffield Wednesday, in the 1993 FA Cup final. The two sides also met in that season's Coca-Cola Cup final, with Steve Morrow scoring the winner. It's gone past Anderson. What sort of cross can he put in? It's a goal for Arsenal by Morrow! Bad mistake by Sheffield Wednesday. Punished to the ball by W is also for Wembley. That game took place at the old Wembley and the Gullers are currently on a nine-game winning run at the new stadium, including the dramatic 2014 FA Cup final victory against Hull City. Wilshire, early ball to Sonogo. Chester's there again, here's Giroud. Flicks it in, the shot comes in, it's in! Is that the winning goal? And who but Aaron Ramsey may have won the cup for Arsenal? The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Adrian Clark joins me at the Chalkboard. Clarky, how's it going? Hello, Russ. Yeah, very well, thank you. Nice and refreshed. Looking forward to the return of the Premier League. Yes, big game to come. Uh, we will talk about that in detail in a second. But here's your question for the Chalkboard, mm. first of all. Will the stability of the transfer window now being closed help Arsenal moving forward for the months to come? <laughs> well, they don't have any choice. They have to make it work for them now, don't they? I, I, Clearly, Arsene Wenger has gone on record as to say that he was looking to bring in one or two big-name signings. We know who those guys are. 
it didn't happen for whatever reason. And that, I think, is disappointing. I think those in charge will feel frustrated that, that only two signings were made this summer in Lacazette and Klasenak. But you have to get on with it. And it, the key to success now is evolving this group of players and to get the boys producing the kind of football that they're capable of. I think that's the challenge now. And when I look at the names on that first team squad list, they are good enough to succeed in the Premier League, good enough to reach the top four, but it's going to take a really concerted effort. It's going to take quality coaching, great effort, uh, and they can do it. And let's hope the players who we now know are staying Mm. can just really, I'll say not re-assimilate, but just be cohesive in that fold and really kick on. Of course, I think um, Alexis Sanchez will need an arm around his shoulder. Um, we know, or we've heard, that he had his heart set on a move, which is disappointing, but he's a professional. He's paid by Arsenal to deliver this season, and it'll be a challenge for Arsene Wenger to to get him back on side. Um, but that's what managers are paid to do, and I'm sure that he'll be professional. Same for Mesut Ozil. We, we hope he signs a new long-term contract. If he doesn't, then I believe that he will give his all, and of course he did make a statement on Facebook, um, celebrating his four-year anniversary. So I don't think there's any issues there. Um, There is stability now between now and January at least, hopefully between now and the end of the season. So with all of that in mind, just one more from the Arsenal side Mm -hmm. of things. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain has moved on. Our best wishes to him. How do you line up the Arsenal starting eleven because there has to be fundamentally at least that one change. Yeah, it's disappointing to lose the Ox. I was always a big fan of his, although he's hit and missed to some degree. I think... This team might have a better balance in the short term. If, certainly if we go with Hector Bayerin on the right and Sia Klasenak on the left-hand side, I think that's a, a better wing duo, so to speak, because they're both on their natural sides. If we continue with three at the back, I don't see a great deal of difference. I think in central midfield, we, do, we need to get Aaron Ramsey and, and Granite Xhaka to maybe sit a little bit deeper. They've been too open in recent weeks. But yeah, as I talked to you on the last podcast, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a four... Uh, I'm trying to work out the system here. Um, a four, uh, four, three, one, two. Yes, that's it. Four, three, one, two. Where we where we see Lacazette and uh, and Olivier Giroud playing together. I think that's that that's something in certain matches that could really excite the fans. Okay, let's focus on the opposition then, which is Bournemouth. A poor start to the season, which is actually very traditional for them. Their points in in August very, very frugal during all of their three years in the Premier League. They pick up historically from (laughs) September onwards. Uh, I commentated actually on their game against Man City that they lost deep, deep, deep into injury Mm. time. Um, They play good football. They play well in that game. And if they play that well against Arsenal at Emirates Stadium, they'll give the Gunners a run for their money. They're an excellent football inside. I remember commentating on the game this fixture last season and they took the game to Arsenal. They dominated possession for long periods and caused problems. So Arsenal need to focus really hard on on their own game. Also, they can't neglect the danger men that Bournemouth have. And I think Jermaine Defoe is the, is the standout danger man up top, um, if he plays, of course, because he's not started that many games so far. And again, Charlie Daniels, do you remember him uh, down at the Goldsand Stadium in the reverse fixture last season, scored a wonderful goal and... Um, he scored against City last time out. So, An absolute snorter. Yes. They have dangerous players, Bournemouth. But but look, this is Arsenal at home to a, to a side that they should be. If Arsenal get their game right, they'll win this game. You mentioned Defoe. He's obviously not, as you say, featured a huge amount from the start yet. The Cherries mm. have scored three goals in all competitions this season. Only mm. one in the league, which mm. was, as discussed, mm. a beauty. But 
Just in terms of an out-and-out scorer, I wonder whether he will get some opportunities. I do like Josh King as well. Whether yeah. he's the front man or, again, an advanced kind of support player, I think he's got great potential. For sure, yeah. No, Josh King's been linked with a, a lot of big clubs. Um, Spurs were also linked with him, so that was, that was interesting to see. Now, I think King playing just off Defoe is a really potent strike force for, for Bournemouth. I think they will score a lot of goals. I wouldn't take too much um, notice of the fact that they've been shy on goals so far. They're an attacking team. They really are. It's it's actually at the other end of the pitch where I'd worry for them a little bit. They've made a slight improvement, bringing in Ake, of course. But but no, I, I, they're going to score goals this season. We just hope that they're not going to spend too often in the final third against Arsenal in this match. Because the confidence is a little bit low among the first team at the moment, we need to keep Bournemouth out of our own defensive third. Because once they get there, I think they can cause Arsenal problems. Okay, so just finally, Clarkey, we've got two teams low on confidence. Mm. It's absolutely critical for both, isn't it, to get a win? And I wonder if that hopefully is also in Arsenal's favour. Well, it should it should provoke a response. And and look, if if that Liverpool defeat and the nature of it doesn't get the players going and eager to prove the fans, you know, to to win the fans back over, then nothing will. So no, I'm expecting the team to come back from this break fully fired up and and I hope that they can outmuscle Bournemouth because if they've got a weakness, the Cherries, I, I do feel that sometimes they're a little bit soft. If you can get in amongst them and be aggressive, be more aggressive than them, then I think, I think we'll have no problem winning the game. But um, this is not a side to be taking lightly, that's for sure. It's become a popular feature already. It's a tough challenge. You've delivered so far. <laughs> if you're Arsene Wenger, what is your five-second team talk for facing Bournemouth? Be aggressive. Use your brains. And you see that cannon on your chest. Play for it. Play for the supporters and show them that you belong here at Arsenal. Go out there and deliver. OK, Clarky. thank you for your thoughts on that. Looking forward to the action. High time. We returned to our new ongoing feature battle, Dead Level. At the moment, of course, Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal. Liam Roberts, the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor, now joins us. Good morning. Morning, fellas. How are we? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, um, Liam, because, you know, it's week three of the Perry Groves um brain test and uh, I think history suggests that week three is tough well if anyone who missed the podcast day had a last week uh, I was on to my third week of Mark Overmars questions where Liam absolutely destroyed me with some <laughs> brutal questions that I scored naught on and I noticed you had the cheek of using my Twitter feed to tweet once in the week on the back of that I noticed I only gave you the keys for one day purely accidental Russ I promise quite a few people yeah, replied and liked the, it um... After the horror show last week, I hope you've uh, taken the revision a bit more seriously this week. Well, there's only so much you can know, I have to say, and uh, you destroyed me. I hope that this man here gets a similar treatment with the audacity of going for a third straight week, is all I can say, Liam. Yeah, so as you said, it's, uh, it's Adrian on to his third week on Perry Groves. Um, Russ will be answering questions your first week on Dennis Burkamp. Um, Adrian, as you won last week, do you want to go first or second? <laughs> I think I'm going to go second. I don't right. think that's a good move on that. I do not know. Okay, so standing by for us, your okay. four questions on Dennis Burkamp. Here we go. So, Dennis was the first sign-in of which Arsenal manager? Bruce Rioch. Correct. Um, how much money did Arsenal pay for his services? I don't think it's actually ever been official, but I think £7.5 million. That is correct. Um, Dennis opened his account for Arsenal with two goals against which team? <coughs> Excuse me, Southampton. 
Correct. And four, four out of four, Dennis won the PFA Player of the Year in which season? I think it was the 2002 double season, I think. It was actually the 97, 98 season. Ah, I knew it was one of the double seasons. Right, okay. That's solid, though. 75%, three out of four. So, um, not going to lie to you, Adrian, I don't fancy your chances here. <laughs> it's, it's a good effort. It's a, a solid performance from Hargreaves, who did tell me before we came on air that I've, I've barely revised on this, so you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah, can't trust the Hargreaves. Yeah, I think you have something to worry about, mate. So, <laughs> come on in, come on in, fire away. Okay, so question number one. Harry had the famous song that was sung to him throughout his career at Arsenal and afterwards. Do you know which game that iconic song was sung at for the first time? Oh, that's a, can I just say that that's a joke of a question? Never so, go for a third week. It's obviously the rule. We, we all live in a Perry Groves world, doesn't it? Is is the song? Um, half a, half a mark for that, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> I don't know what what uh, what what match you were sung on. Um, it has an entire website dedicated to it. Oh, does it? Okay, um, that Man- helps. Manchester United. It wasn't that. It was the uh, 1991 Coventry City 6-1 win for Arsenal when they won the championship. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> hey, you could have found this one. If you'd done your revision, you would have found this on the internet. <laughs> I'm going to have to educate you about this internet. Thing. <laughs> okay, question two. Can you name either of the teams Perry scored against for Southampton? <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, no, I can't. I don't think. I know that he scored. Two. I, know that, I know that he scored two. Um, I will go for uh, Blackburn Rovers. No, it was Wimbledon or Leeds. <laughs> As punches the air with delight. Go on then. What, what else you got? Very quickly. Come on. Let's okay. See. In 2010, Perry signed as a non-playing sub for which team? For charity? Uh, Chester. Correct. Get in. And final question, um, Perry played part in that game at Anfield in 1989. Do you know which minute he came on as a substitute? <laughs> oh, dear. No, um, 52. It was 76. 76, oh, well. So it's a, uh, it's a 3-1 Russ win. I think I've been fair then. I think that was the same standard of question. <laughs> yeah, as Russ I think you were week. fair, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will... Bearing in mind how it historically works, I'm going to go for a week two on Dennis Bergkamp, but I suspect regardless, right, no you further. Have no choice. You have no choice. You have to play <laughs> Dennis Bergkamp. Um, it will be Adrian who changes his... Uh, yeah, I, have, I must admit, I haven't I haven't sort of planned for this. I, I don't know if that was overconfidence on my part. Um, <laughs> or lack of time. <laughs> yeah, lack of time. Um, I, the first person that comes into my head, and I, I will choose a non-player next time, but the first person that comes to my head is is John Lukic because I shared the Match Day Show studio with him recently. Really nice guy. Got the hardest handshake in football. Maybe the world. Um, so I'm going to do my revision on, on Big John and, uh, yeah, he can be my subject moving forward. Is that his time at Arsenal or his entire career? Um, his, his entire career. Okay, and I will second that. His handshake is is an iron grip. And I then feel he's a bit left out the... here. It's the only person yeah. who hasn't shaken John Lukic's hand It's a, it's a, it's a bone room. crusher. Yeah. He, yeah, he stares you in the eyes afterwards as well to kind of look for weakness. So 
So the reason that Clarky's got various broken small bones in his hand <laughs> is that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Liam, thank you very much indeed. Uh, a great work, Clarky. When can we see and or hear you again? I will be on the breakdown this week and I'm not sure when, you, when you'll when you see me next. Probably the breakdown for the Bournemouth game. Looking forward to all of that and fingers crossed the Gunners deliver. Clarky, great work. This is the final word. Final word this week belongs to Canu, who starred in Arsenal Legends' 40 victory against Milan Glory, this time last year. Canu is going to take the penalty. This for the hat trick for Canu and Arsenal Legends against Milan Glory. Can he force home beyond Dida? He sends in the wrong way, and Canu claims Arsenal's third, his third, and Arsenal Legends against Milan Glory with just over 10 minutes remaining. Have a two-goal cushion, and Carnu rightly takes the bullets. Um, wonderful one. Um, yeah, the most important thing is here. We are here to support uh, Arsenal Foundation, and I believe we achieved that. It's so special. It's been long, but the good thing with them is that whenever they see you, they always give you all those cheers that you needed, and uh, that's what you need when they show you love. Show them love back. So that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Daniel Carter, Josie Henning and Louise Quinn, plus to Max Jones and, of course, Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and subscribe as well and find us on Acast. Remembering to get your questions into Clarky for the chalkboard. That's via Twitter using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. We're back on Monday, the 11th of September. And until then, it's bye for now. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 